0: Welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller and Jr. we aim to
1: keep it good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Burning the Edge podcast. Today we have Mr. Russell Cook, the new Memphis Mid-South Chapter Amateur Players Tour Tour Director. He is joining me at Golf the Yard, and a golf simulator room the where the you can come and in and book your time, and you can go in and play on the Golf Simulator, play courses, many courses that you're familiar with, some that you may not be familiar with on the TrackMan. Check it out, and at GolfTheYard.com. Tell Mr. Powell, if you see him, if you we talk to him, tell him, him that uh, yes. the Burning Edge podcast guy sent you, Arthur Miller. We in this lovely golf simulator. I know you got the hole on the screen, but we ain't gonna worry about hey, that, you know right? What?
1: Somebody been beating it up here. <laughs> Somebody is hitting a, a low bullet right
0: there <laughs> in the, the Hey, I came here, I to come at least no, once we a week. Believe- <laughs> I came here one day and I was like, dang, somebody just didn't this. <laughs> you know, this, this is world. my
1: first time seeing this facility. I, I've played on simulators and I've seen simulated rooms. Yeah. I love how they have the the, the oh, wall so art here yeah. with the golf courses in the background. Yeah. Uh, typically, the ones I have are just a mat against a wall <laughs> with a projector. Yeah. But yeah. this looks really nice. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, it was uh, – it's nice to know this is yeah, I yeah.
0: have to thank uh, Mr. Powell, man. Be a Powell, man. He's – been I I have I met him once in person and um, been coming here and he's not, been nothing but gracious about letting me come in here and he just been opening the door to come in here and whatever you know that's great and so I want to thank him Mr. Uh, pal so uh, we got Russell Cook here man you the new tour director of the APT Mid South Memphis chapter man tell me uh, first of all tell me a little bit how did you get to the game of golf so
1: golf is <laughs> I've actually got one of the funnier how I learned to play golf stories. You know, most everybody I know that plays golf started because their dad played or a grandfather played, and it's something they grew up with. So my dad played his whole life until I was born, and he was a a scratch golfer, very competitive. He got into his weekly, you know, gambling games at the local golf course down in Monroe, Louisiana. And uh, when he met my mom, she was like, hold up. She goes, I'm not, I'm not marrying somebody that's gambling this much on a, on a sporting event. Yeah. And so he said, okay, well, you know, I love you and I want to marry you and have kids. So I, he sold his golf clubs. He wow. just walked away from the game. Wow. And so when I was nine years old, we were, I was in my backyard. I was a, I was a baseball and football player. And so I was in my backyard at nine years old, hitting tennis balls into my neighbor's backyard. And I hit a couple home runs over the fence and I, I ran next door through the back gate and And I said, hey, Mr. David, I'm just getting my tennis balls. And I noticed he had a garage sale going. And so I walk out there, and he's got this 1950s set of old persimmon golf clubs in a golf bag that looked like if you breathed on it, it was going to crumble. It was so old. And so I said, are you selling those? And he goes, I tell you what, Russell, if you want those, you can have them. Go play with them. So I took the golf clubs back next door and started hitting tennis balls with them. And so the first time I ever swung a golf club was nine years old. With a seven iron that was about that tall. <laughs> right. Because, you know, the, the clubs back in the 50s and 60s were so thin. Right. And I was hitting tennis balls with a seven iron that was about the size of a hybrid nowadays. Yeah. And uh, and so my dad came out and he was like, where did you get those golf clubs? And so I told him, I said, Mr. David gave them to me. And so my dad went over. Of course, my dad being the kind of guy he was, um, he went over and gave Mr. David money to purchase those clubs. Really? He not let me have them. Yeah. And so, but... About a year later or so, my dad realized that I spent a lot of time in the backyard. He went and bought the little plastic golf balls that I could hit in the yard. And he saw how much time I was spending out there doing that. So he took me to the municipal course in Jackson, Mississippi, where I grew up. And he and I played out of the same golf bag the first time I ever played golf. And he was trying to teach me the rules and how to play the game. I think I shot like 120. Um, which for a 10-year-old that's right. not played before, right. I was playing from the ladies' teams. Right. And my dad was like, you know, you may be fairly decent at this. Yeah. And so just over the years, I, I began to grow and love the game. And my dad always watched the Sunday round of every PGA event yeah. on TV. Yeah. And he would flip back and, back and forth between NASCAR and golf every Sunday. And so I, I grew up watching both of those. And then to go out and play the game, it was something I fell in love with at, at 9 or 10 years old. And so from there, it just progressed to the okay. point where um, I joined the high school golf team, made it on my high school golf team, and, and played for two state championships as uh, what we would call our number three player. And so that would be like on our APT, that would be like our Division three guys. Yeah. Um, and then just it got to the point where I was getting better, and then I went to college and thought, well, golf's just a beer drinking festival. And so I quit playing as much. Yeah. And then once I got out of college, and I went into I went into teaching and coaching for several years, and I ended up coaching high school golf. Okay. Um, and then I picked the game back up pretty seriously around probably 27, 28 years old. And so for the last ten years, I've really kind of made it my 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 passion. Yeah. Um. I've so always, you're
0: more than thirty seven, though, right? Pardon me? Are you thir- you thirty seven? I'm thirty eight.
1: Are you really? I'm, I'll be thirty nine later this really? year.
0: Really? Yes. You act like an old soul, though. I man. do you act have like an, an old soul. soul. And that
1: is that is that is something people tell me all yeah. the time. I look younger than I am. Yeah. But I act a lot older than I am. Man, I, um, ain't
0: no way I'd I'd get yeah, there. I'll be thirty
1: nine later this year. Really? I will. And so I'm I'm knocking on the door of, of the four zero. Yeah. But uh, but you know the last ten years or so I, I've still I still feel young enough that right. I have that competitive drive to do something competitive right i tried out softball and my wife bless her heart my wife looked at me and she said no no no." she goes you're not leaving home for four days every single weekend to go play softball yeah and so i was like well i can play golf and just play one day a weekend yeah and so i found our old uh competition tour the golf week tour i Mm -hmm. found it about eight years ago and (laughs) since then i have become basically addicted to playing competitive stroke play amateur level golf yeah and then, of course, you know, I met you through the golf yeah. week and, yeah. and through the last few years. And then, of course, with our transition to the Amateur Players Tour, it's something I've just kind of stuck with and stayed with. And, and now that's that's where I get my competitive itch, right? You know, get that scratch, right. and, and feel good about being able to to compete without having to go out and play, you know, seven on seven flight <laughs> football yeah. or, or travel softball where I really injure myself. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had to do because. Man, you're pretty good because you, you won yeah. Powers last I, I, yeah. year. So I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm standing there and I'm trying to time my flight because I got to drive all the way back to Raleigh to catch my flight. Yeah, I flew so, out of Raleigh as well. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm trying to time it yeah. right. And I'm like, I want to catch Russell coming in. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to go and uh, see of the it ended up in a playoff, right? It, it, it ended up in a two. Yeah, playoff. I didn't get to go and, to the and, playoffs, but and, I saw you finish on eighteen. Yeah, the first I, can, I can
1: tell that story in a minute if you want me to. Yeah, because that may be the most nervous I've ever been in my life. Really? Um, but you know, I, like I said, I joined the the Golf Week Tour about eight years ago and yeah. played it for several years. And then of course when APT came about, I made the move over there because I bought into the vision and the and, right. the and the the foresight that these guys have, that Matt and Jody have right. in our national office to grow this tour as the right. biggest amateur golf tour in America. Right. But um, in North America, cause. in North America, <laughs> yeah. we do have we do have locations in Canada right now that are getting their golf season. They're You're actually right. they've got schedule set this year. Really, so actually, that's good. Our Canadian chapters are actually able to start playing this year. That's that's and that's uh, great. they just announced one two weeks ago that we've got a Canadian chapter that will also cross reference with one of our Northwest uh New York
0: chapters. Yeah,
1: it is going to be the Niagara Falls chapter. Oh, okay, cool. And so so it's like on, Buffalo. It's Buffalo and, and yeah. right across into Canada from there. Yeah, which I'm not. Very good with geography. Yeah, yeah. Whichever major city it's—I think I can't remember if it's Ottawa or Ontario, Somebody.
0: somewhere like yeah. that, right
1: across from Niagara Falls. Yeah. They're going to do a joint chapter together. Cool. Where they Play both across the border.
0: Yeah. What would you say is your favorite course that you played that I've played? Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Um, so, believe it or not, as much golf as I play, I haven't played—I haven't played broad spectrum mm-hmm. around the country golf. Mm-hmm. You know, this weekend was the first time I'd ever played golf in the state of Georgia.
0: Really? Okay.
1: January, when I went to Orlando for the Amateur Players Tour Tournament of Champions in four ball. Yeah. It's the first time I'd ever played golf in the state of Florida. Really? Um, but I have been fortunate the last year and a half with Amateur Players Tour to travel and play some courses that I would otherwise never have gotten to play. Absolutely. Um, but there's one course – if you ask me, my my personal favorite course yeah. that I've ever played, yeah. and and I'm saying this as someone that won a major tournament at Pinehurst Number Two You're in right. history, my favorite golf course I've ever stepped foot on would be Buffalo Ridge in Branson, Missouri. Really? And we actually have a tournament yeah. there this summer. I'm there. I'm not making a shameless plug for that. My wife and I had taken a weekend trip for four or five days, and I she she let me take my golf clubs. Yeah. And so I booked Buffalo Ridge and fell in love with it. Yeah it's it's zoysia fairways it's bent grass greens they are in fantastic shape but the elevation change in the ozark mountains yeah um you've got holes where you're hitting straight up a hill and then you've got par fours where you're hitting down a hill that you can drive the green yeah and so it's it's a great topography of a golf course with the undulation the creeks and rivers and the mountains around it um so I'm pretty excited about going yeah. back 4th of July yeah. this year because yeah. we get that on Saturday. Right. But then we get Tiger's new course, right. Payne's Valley, Payne Valley, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And so I when, can't I was wait, there, when I was there four years ago playing Buffalo Ridge for the first time, they were clearing the mountainside off for Payne's Valley. right? And I was thinking, man, they're doing a lot of work on the side of this mountain. All From standing on 17's Fairway at Buffalo Ridge, you can see Payne's Valley on the side of the mountain. Okay. And I saw nine dump trucks lined up around the mountain. And so when we finished playing, I went in and I asked the guy in the pro shop, I said, what are all those dump trucks on the mountains? And he goes, oh, that's Tiger's new course, Payne's Valley. Well, you know, two years ago, we see the the match on the Golf right. Channel with right. Tiger and uh, I think it was Justin Rose and Jordan Speed. Yeah. Um, Nicholas and I think uh, Gary Player were there. There were about six yeah, yeah. big-name guys yeah, there, yeah. and they played that course as the Grand Open. Right. Well, on the Amateur Players Tour this year, we get our Independence Day open at Buffalo Ridge and Payne's Valley on a Saturday, Sunday, and I, I
0: couldn't be more excited to I go know. on that trip. I know. I know. I can't wait for it, man. I mean, you look at the schedule. I don't see how. Now, I played on the Golf Week Tour, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, I have never been so, and I'm fairly new to golf. i only yeah. been playing golf about eight years or so, and to see the courses that you see on TV, we at TPC San Antonio played there last year. I did, too. It was I great to see that. And, and
1: you know, the APT's there next week. That, exactly. So I mean, APT's APT. going back to San Antonio. They welcomed us back two exactly. years in a row. Exactly. You know, last year at San Antonio, we played that three weeks before the Valero yeah. Texas Open. Yeah. This year, we're playing it two weeks before it. So, we're that getting a week crazy. closer to a prime PGA event. That
0: is crazy, yeah. man. I mean, and so, if you look down the schedule, though, it's – one after another PGA Tour course, one after another ranked in the top 100 mm-hmm. across the country course, like you, you name it, you can get it on this right. tour, man. So tell me, what are you most excited about for this year? So it, it, the easy answer
1: to that is when you look at our Memphis schedule, the easy answer to what am I most excited about yeah. is we've got TPC Southwind on the <laughs> You knew I was going there yeah, with that answer. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I prefaced that with that's the easy answer. Yeah. So I was able to and, – and and just to give our, our listeners and our watchers a little inside – what I call inside baseball, um, some, some behind-the-scenes details on this. I asked Matt and Jody, our national owners, when they landed Pinehurst last year, I asked them mm-hmm. while I was at Pinehurst, I said, hey uh, – Knowing that I was taking over this chapter this year, I said, I want to know your secret. How do you get courses like this? Jody Barrett looked at me and he goes, I picked up the phone and called and I wasn't scared to be told no. So when I officially took over as the new tour director and owner of the Memphis Mid-South chapter, the very first phone call I made was to TPC Southwind. I called and it took me three days to get somebody to sit down and talk to me. And I got, I got somebody to talk to me and yeah. told them who we were, what we were doing, and what we were wanting to do. Yeah. And I was fully prepared for no. Right. I knew the minute I called, I'm doing this just so I can sit back at the end of the night and say I tried to get Southwind. Right. They told me on the phone when I talked to them that, yes, we would love to have y'all, but I can only have them Monday by me. I'll take a Monday for a PGA course. And so uh, David Prezutti, the the director of their Monday golf outings is who I I dealt with. And he has been absolutely fantastic to work with. Um, He and I talked and he goes, look, I've got four Mondays left for next year that I can give you. And I'm thinking only four and it's November. (laughs) right? It's November. He goes, I've only got four Mondays left. And I said, well, what are those Mondays? And he said, I can give you three straight Mondays in April or I can give you Monday, July the 11th. And I said, well, my opinion is it's it's a no-brainer to take the July 11th, four weeks before the PGA plays Southwind. And for anyone that doesn't know, two years ago, TPC Southwind, the FedEx St. Jude Classic, became a WGC event, a World Golf Championship event, where only the top 60 in the world get invited. This is the last year, and I'm not even sure if you know this, this is the last year that Southwind will be a WGC event. Yeah, I heard they changed they're changing it because now they want the FedEx St. Jude invitational to be the first FedEx Cup playoff event. So now I didn't know that. Starting this year, it's the last year as a WGC event, but it's also the first year as the first playoff event. So the FedEx Cup plays three playoff events before their tour finals. Right. Memphis will now be the first stop on that playoff.
0: Wow. So now is they are
1: only inviting the top 125 players in the world golf ranking, in the point standing. Points FedEx points, yeah. So you expand the field a little bit past the WGC, but you also entice the top five in the world and play it. Yeah. So uh, that's the easy answer is us being able to land that course three weeks before the first playoff event on the FedEx Cup. Right. Um, I passed on the April dates because they're redoing some of their fairways. And so we could take a date in April, but we would only get to play 15 holes. Yeah. And I can't justify doing that to our members. I can't put them on a 15-hole golf course no matter where it is. Right, right. So – That's the easy answer is I'm most excited about that event on our schedule. But the the true, you know, in my heart answer to that is I'm most excited about sitting at the first tee, watching all of our members come in and and I'll explain the rules to them. I'll announce our guys on the first tee and seeing our guys go out and compete and trying to put on the best event I possibly can for our members. Right. That is probably the the truest, most honest answer. Right. right. But the easy answer would be we've got <laughs> TPC Southwind on our schedule. Right. So right before you know, that's, right before a big event. I'm trying to remember. And, what And was not that? only that, we're playing it on Monday, July the 11th. The TPC Southwind Men's Club Championship is that Saturday, Sunday before <laughs> we play it. So we're playing it right after their club
0: championship and right before
1: the pros. Yeah, so
0: that's, I mean, it's going to be in pristine condition. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. I've played it right after the tournament before, and it's it's a beast. I'm telling you, can't play it. with it. Now, here here's the here's the good thing
1: is we will adjust our tee boxes yeah, to yeah. our caliber of players. Right, right. I can promise you right now, anybody watching this, if mm-hmm. you're a Division I player, yeah. you will not play from the PGA tee boxes. Hope not. I've <laughs> done it five times <laughs> and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> especially that time of year right. when those greens are that fast. Right.
0: And the the rough is the rough, rough, the rough oh is
1: grown up. The fairways are per especially these new fairways they've put in. Yeah. The Zion Georgia they're put in. Yeah. Uh, the ball going to sit up on those fairways like it's on a tee. Yeah. It, it, they're going to be. I've, I've already played. When I played it about three weeks ago, yeah. they had already completed three fairways. And you would have thought that I put a tee under my ball really? in the middle of the fairway. It was so perfect.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and that's February.
0: Gone. That's a nice course, it though, is, man. It's gonna be I mean, that's. It's but gonna we've gonna, be a I piece. mean, look, we've
1: got Windyke Country Club, the east course at Windyke right across the street that hosted the Monday qualifier for the St. Jude for 20, 25 years. Yeah. Um, in August, we've got Colonial Country Club again, the south course at Colonial that hosted the Danny Thomas Invitational before it became the FedEx St. Jude. We've, we had that course this past year. We've yeah. got it back later this year, yeah. so. So that's
0: three courses that you can play on this tour that unless you're a member or know somebody exactly. that played there,
1: you wouldn't get a chance to play there. Well, and then we've got our, our two-day in Oxford, Mississippi, where we're doing our Sunday-Monday two-day major at the Ole Miss golf course, which is public. Yeah. But then Monday morning, we play our second round at the Country Club of Oxford, which is private. So oh, that's a beast. Four, that's four. It is a beast. <laughs> I play there four days a week, and it still gets the best of me. But. That's four private courses that we've put on our schedule this year that our members, unless they're a member or know a member, would not be able to have access to. Yeah. And uh, I, just a shout-out to TPC Southland again, and, and I don't want to keep harping on that course, sure. but they have actually worked with us, and it's listed on our website under our tournament information page. TPC Southwind has agreed to let our players have practice rounds the two weeks leading up to our tournament. Wow. Um, they're charging their regular guests yeah. fee, but they're allowing our APT members to schedule tee times on five certain days. Um, so two weeks before the event, there's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that mm-hmm. we can get tee times. And then the week leading up to the event, there's a Wednesday, Thursday that our guys can call. But yeah. They're going to allow our, our, our players on our tour that are registered for the event. Yeah. You have to be signed up for that event to get a practice round. Um, but if you're signed up for the event, you will be allowed to have any one of those five days to get a practice round in to see the course. And that's unheard of from a private course yeah. to allow, especially a private course of that, that much Magnitude, prestige, yeah. Yeah, to true. allow non-members to play without a member. Yeah, And so uh, they have been exceptional to work with. How many members are we looking at this so far on the Right now, as of today, I actually checked it right before I came in here to, to talk with you. We have 75 members on our tour, yeah. which puts us about 15 to 20 members ahead of the pace we were on at this point last year. Yeah. So we're showing some really good growth. There's right. still a good number of guys that were members of our tour that just haven't, haven't signed, signed up, up yet. yet. Yeah. A lot of these guys wait till they see the weather right. stabilize and we get better weekends so right. that we don't run into cold or rain. Right. Yeah. And so I know those guys are coming back. I've spoken to most all mm-hmm. of them. Um, so, you know, our, we're looking right now. Uh, last year, I want to say we had, 90, I think it was 92 members mm-hmm. at the end of the year. And so, you know, my goal this year is that we get to that 125 mark here pretty soon. Yeah. And hopefully by the end of the season, Memphis is looking at, you know, 150 members on our team. You know, perfect, perfect example about the growth we're seeing, our first tournament is coming up this weekend at Wedgwood and Olive Branch, uh, March the 5th. Uh, I, I was able to get 16 tee times on the course that day, which allows us to have 16 foursomes, which is 64 players. Right. And that tournament sold out Friday afternoon. That is awesome. We have a waiting list for our first event this year. So that at that awesome. rate, we've got 75 members and 64 people playing our first event. Yeah. So for anybody out there that's thinking about joining the tour, now's the time to do it. it. Is. Pick the events you want to come to and make sure you get registered before the deadline because we could have a situation this year where a lot of events sell out. Right, right. And uh, and we do do a waiting list because there are issues where guys have to back out at the last minute so we can pull from a waiting list. But if you want to make sure, especially some of these bigger events, your wind dykes, your TPC Southwind, um, Country Club of Oxford, and the Ole Miss course, the two-day major, um, you know, for a lot of those events we need to get guys signed up early to make sure we don't sell out before you get your spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about the old Miss course, man. I love that course. I'm man. glad to have that one. Back. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I, I've that We that got course for 20 years, yeah. and
1: it's different every time you play it yeah. based on the wind and yeah. where the pins are, are cut. Yeah, you know, it, it's fairly flat and yeah. wide open. Yeah, you, you can't get into a whole lot of trouble. Right. Where they get you are the the smaller greens that are always very very fast. Right,
0: right, and right. so you, that's a nice course. Though, it it is a fun course, yeah. and then
1: you go the next day to the Country Club of Oxford for the second part of that two day major, and you have a lot of undulation, a lot of elevation changes, yeah. several blind tee shots. Yeah, you know, you get a yeah. lot more length at the Country Club. It's gonna I suck. see
0: you are a super husband, man. Because
1: I, mean, <laughs> my Boy, wife couldn't so tell me what. <laughs> So I, I work for myself, I own my own business. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I do this as, as yeah. a side job yeah. because it's something I love. But my wife, man, my wife's been so great with yeah. doing this. And and you'll see her out on tour with us this really? year. Really? Okay, cool. She has told me there will be – she has now seen my passion for doing this and my passion for taking over this tour. Yeah. That she told me, she said, look, I'm going to I'm gonna hire, hire a babysitter or get one of our parents to come down, my mom or her parents, to come to town to keep our kids – so that she can come for three or four of our tournaments and, and help me run the first tee and yeah. help, help you and I run the first yeah. tee and then kind of free me up to where I can go and play right. a couple of events right. myself. Right. Um, so she's gonna come hang out with us, just like Bart and June yeah. June was always with Bart. Man. Now, I love June to death. Yeah. I couldn't pay – there's not enough money in the world to pay my wife to do what June did to this tour. Right, Being there every Saturday for every tournament all day and giving up her day, I I can't – I could never thank her enough. June has even offered to help us a couple times this year. Really? She said, look, I'm not doing it every week. But she said, once or twice, if you want me to come help out so you can play, I'll be more than happy to. And 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 – I've told Bart he, he'll never know how much I appreciate the support that Man. both of them have
0: given me. June was a trooper, boy. She was I'm there telling you what, getting weekend, there that week early out. in the morning yeah. and
1: staying that late all evening, day, every day, every Saturday,
0: and she was right there. Yeah, with and I, I
1: know she's, uh, I know she's going to be glad to be able to come to a tournament and just be Bart's wife <laughs> yeah. instead of Bart's associate yeah. to help run the events. So. Yeah. But uh, my wife will be there some. Everybody yeah. get to meet my wife and, well, cool. and see her a few times. So that's going to yeah. be great. She's going to take off and come to the Southwind event. She wants to see how that goes. Oh yeah, that's, um, yeah. Matt and Jody from the national chapter are both coming to that event. Oh yeah. They- we've got four other chapter owners from around the country that have signed up to come play. We've really? got we've got a, for Southwind. We got a chapter owner from Utah that's coming. really. We've got a chapter owner from West Virginia coming.
0: Yeah, uh, is El Boogie going to be there? That's my dude, but El Boogie. I call him El Boogie, Larry from our uh, side. Larry, South. Burrow, Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry's yeah.
1: coming to Southwind. I'm okay, already, cool. He's already on there.
0: Uh, good, And good. so, uh,
1: you know, I put two of Larry's events on our schedule. Yeah. Um, he's got Mystic Creek March 19th in El Dorado. Yeah, I'm there. I went over about a month ago and played it with him. Absolutely. That – I want to go back and play that thing this summer. You asked me my favorite course and I told you Buffalo Ridge. If I ever play El Dorado, Mystic Creek and El Dorado during the summer, it may take over as number one on my list. Really? It was absolutely gorgeous. Really? It is in the middle of nowhere. It's modeled after Augusta National. Yeah. Big rolling fairways, and everything is dense tree-lined. So you don't see – like, if you're on a par four, you don't see the holes around it because of the trees. Yeah. And so there's there's three or four holes that you'll stand on the tee box and go, wow, this looks like what I saw on TV in Augusta. (laughs) It's, it, they modeled it when you pull into the entrance, it's a long drive entrance. And there's a sign out front that says Mystic Creek, El Dorado, Arkansas. And as you're driving down the road, you come to the roundabout in front of the pro shop and it's got a big green cut with, with concrete around it. And it's got a flag stick in the middle of it. Their flag sticks are yellow with green trim. The state of Arkansas with a flag on El Dorado, just like Augusta, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, the flag yeah, on it. yeah. So everything is just like Augusta. It's the same type of oh, grass. Wow. It's the same sort of layout. Really? Their, their restaurant and their bar behind the pro shop overlook the 18th green from an elevated second floor of the pro shop. Yeah. And so we, we're planning on having that rented out for all of our players for that event. As the first groups come in, we'll do scoring right behind the green. and yeah. Everybody go upstairs to eat and get a beer, get a Coke, whatever you want to drink, and stand and look straight down over the top of 18's green and watch everybody else play in. That's awesome. So man. that's going to be great. Yeah. Was, that was a treat. It was worth the four-hour drive yeah. for me to go play that yeah. a couple weeks ago with yeah. Larry. But, uh, but no, Larry's got a great schedule. We've got that one on our schedule with him, and then we also put um, the Ridges at Village Creek uh, in Wynn, Arkansas. Yeah. Larry set that one up. I was going to set it up, and Larry beat me to it. And I called him, and I said, man, you took one of my courses off my schedule. (laughs) He goes, which one? And I said, when? Yeah. He goes, well, let's just do it together. Yeah. And I said, good. I'm glad you're willing to do that because I promise you most of my tour will play that event. Those courses
0: are so good. Oh, yeah. That's... (laughs) It's worth a little ride over there, man. It's kind of in the middle and, of nowhere, too. And wind's not that
1: far. Um, I drove over to Marion this morning. You know, yeah. we've got Cypress View, which is old Marion Golf and Athletic Club. We've got yeah. Cypress View coming up at the end of March. Yeah. I drove over there today to, to meet with them and to get a scorecard so I can work on making tee boxes right. and things. Right. And uh, I've never played that course, but looking at it, driving in, I'm like, man, this is gorgeous. And there's water everywhere. Water. Is he, and the
0: guy all, he, almost he did, in play on every hole. Keith man, in the Pro man. Shop
1: told me he goes, Water is in play at least one shot, all 18 holes. It is and so crazy. He said they tell their guests, make sure you've got 18 golf balls. Because you to need one hole. Yeah. And uh, if you're not careful, you can definitely get into some trouble there. So I think that's going to be a great treat yeah.
0: for our players. As I well. mean, that's a. It's a beast, too, man. It I, is. It, I'm
1: telling you, man. I'm, I played, going, I'm planning on going in the yeah. next two
0: weeks and playing it yeah. one day here in the week just yeah. so I can see it. Yeah. But uh, it looked very interesting yeah. driving through there. I'll tell you, don't go on a windy day because it's going to be windy because oh, yeah. all they want is just it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Me and my uncle. A lot like Tunica National. We can never play Tunica oh, yeah. National oh, yeah. without wind. Oh, no. You know, me and my uncle decided probably about three years ago, we decided we we're going to take our work early and go. It's gonna The temperature said it was going to get to 50. So we go. It's like, dang man, the temperature is is nippy out here, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you know when you playing and it's cold, your ball don't go as far. Right. And you playing out here in water, almost and play on mm. every freaking hole. You like, come on, man, this is crazy. I we probably lost. I probably lost a good nine balls. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it was crazy, yeah. man. So it, heads it up crazy. to anybody with the apt
1: that's hey. watching this. Hey. Bring plenty of golf balls you to definitely. Cypress View you just definitely. to be safe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know we and we probably. I'm not sure where we played from, but I played with some guys and they, they got ego trips, man. Cause they mm. swear they want to play from 6500, 6600. Y'all, I'm like, bro, we ain't no business playing from back there. Yeah. You know when you uh. If you are a fifteen handicap and high, you have no business from playing right. from those sixty five hundred yards. Right, no business at all. Those those tee
1: boxes are set, and those yardages, and and so that's that's what a lot of average golfers don't understand is the sloping rating right. of course. Right, the sloping rating is there to tell you. What If you know what your handicap is, this is the tee box you need to play to have the best chance to shoot your best score. Right, right, right. and, And so if guys aren't paying attention, so many people want to look at the total yards. Yeah. Total yards don't matter. Because I'm playing, telling you, if you I can go play and I'm not a very long hitter, yeah, but I can go play a seventy five hundred yard golf course and play it well if everything's downhill where I can hit the ball <laughs> first. Yeah. But if I'm having to play flat or uphill yeah. at 75, I have no business playing right. that distance.
0: Right, right. So right.
1: you know, yeah, you've got to look at that slope and rating. Yeah, and that's something that a lot of guys don't do, but that's something I have to take. I've got a, a spreadsheet on my computer. Right. That when I'm setting our T boxes for our APT events, yeah. I can go in and I can put the yardage from the back tees on mm-hmm. every course. Mm-hmm. And then I get a slope and rating for that tee box at that yardage. Mm-hmm. And then I can work all of our divisions equally from there, from there yeah. to make sure that everybody's got a fair advantage. Yeah. So our division one guys, our zero to three point four handicaps, they're gonna play one yardage. Well then our division one seniors are gonna play from about two to three hundred yards shorter. Yeah. And then that'll be the same T box that Division Two and Three play from. Yeah. And then down the line from there. Right. And so basically, the 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 furthest back we'll play and the furthest forward we'll play should only be about nine hundred yards difference. Yeah. And our Division Four and Five seniors will play that shortest distance. Right. Our Division One will play the long distance. Right. And then everybody staggers in between. <laughs> right. Right.
0: And so that's what to me evens it out for everybody. It does. You know, you don't have to be. Uh. Uh you know, a three handed capital to play on this tour. You don't have to be, you know, you can really almost just be a regular weekend golfer. And if you want to play competitively, you come out there and you tee it up and you see where you land from there.
1: Our biggest sales pitch as a whole nationally, and and I know most all of our chapter owners around the country at this point, our biggest sales pitch is we tell guys, you know, one of the biggest questions we get as owners is, hey, is there a division for me? Our answer to that is pretty standard from everybody. If you can break 100, you can compete on this tour. Absolutely. And if you can't break 100, all you need to do is get to the point of breaking 100, yeah. and you have a spot on this tour to compete. Absolutely. You know, there Absolutely. there are events. I have seen it myself where Division 5 winner may shoot 102. Yeah. And that guy is winning money and winning a trophy. Yeah. And, and and whatnot for that event, yeah. and he's winning the points, the maximum amount of points for our Player of the Year race. Yeah. And so you look at that and go, well, that guy shot one hundred and two and one. I can do this. Yeah. You know, and if you're a guy that consistently goes out and shoots eighty every time you play, there's a spot for you Absolutely. too because that's going to be a Division Two guy. Yeah. Wow. And I have seen, I, I've I've done it myself. Three years ago, I won an event in Division Two shooting an eighty-four. Really. <laughs> so you know, I, I didn't play well, but. It was a day that the course kind of beat everybody up, and I was fortunate that I had the lowest score in the division, but I won it with an 84. Yeah. Um, You know, so that's what we tell everybody. If you can shoot around 100, you can be competitive on our tour. Right, right. And so, therefore, we are for everybody from that zero handicap guy that can break par to the guy that shoots 100. Everybody from in between there can compete. Right, right.
0: And that's – so what would you say, let's – anybody that's hesitant, What would you tell them to say, hey, look, you know, come on and try it. What would you tell them to try to get the first thing I would tell
1: anybody that's considering to do this? That is just a little bit on the fence and just doesn't know. Go to our Facebook page, go to our website, get my email and my phone number and ask me any question you have. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm here to answer your text messages, your emails. And when I'm not trying to bathe my kids, I can answer your phone calls. (laughs) Um, You know, and and I'll be more than happy to explain it to you. Um, But the biggest thing I can tell people is if you're hesitant, we can allow guests to come play two of our events as a guest before they have to join the tour. So pick one of these early season events here in March. Um, Obviously, we're sold out this weekend, but we have two more events in March on our tour. We've got Tupelo National next weekend, and then we've got Cypress View and Marion the 26th. Um, pick one of those events and come play it as a guest. Pay your entry fee as a guest. Come play it. See how you like our tour. We'll make sure you get in the right division for how you normally play so that you can be competitive. And, and come give us a chance and, and let our tournaments and how we're going to run this speak for itself. Um, I can sit here tonight all night and tell you how great it'll be. But the easiest way for me to convince you is for you to come see it and see that we're doing what we're saying we will do. But, you know, we can let guests play twice. Um, after that, if they still want to continue to play, they would have to join the tour, um, which I think is, is just a, an incredible deal. Um, you know, it's a $125 membership. And with that one membership, you're not just joining Memphis. You're joining Memphis to earn your points for player of the year, but you're welcome to go to any of our 40-plus chapters around the United States and Canada and play in any event that any of our chapters host anytime you want to go you just pay that entry fee and go and so those points come back to memphis so if you go to um like this weekend i went to atlanta and i played on aj's event in atlanta and so the points i earned from that will go towards my now i'm under the chapter owners points but Let's say let's say you had gone to Atlanta this mm-hmm. weekend. Any points you earned in Atlanta go under your Memphis Player of the Year points. Right. So those points come back with you. Right. Um, and so, like I said, we have our Division Players of the Year uh, races every year where we accrue points every event. And then we also have our National Player of the Year in each division. So you're competing against everybody in the country for the big prize. Right. Right. Um, so, but but that would be the biggest thing I would tell guys that are on the fence is come give it a shot once or twice. Right. See if it's something that you really like at that point, and, uh, and I, I promise you won't be disappointed.
0: Yeah. What, what course are you looking forward to playing this year? What course am
1: I most looking forward to playing this year? Now, are you asking me from our Memphis chapter or nationally? Nationally. Nationally. It's,
0: it's, nationally, it's crazy. Nationally, yeah. my,
1: my yeah. The, the, the one event nationally I'm looking the most forward to is going to uh, Branson, Missouri, 4th of July, to play Buffalo Ridge and Payne's Valley. Yeah. I've played Buffalo a couple times, and like I told you earlier in the yeah. show, it is one of my favorite courses. It's, it's a top five golf course I've ever played. Yeah. Um, but then to also have the final round of that tournament at Tigers course, yeah. Pines Valley, yeah. that is, you know, it's funny. I looked the other day. Somebody told me that it's hard to get a tee time there, and I was like, well, it couldn't be that hard. I know it's $300 to play it, but it couldn't be that hard to get a tee time. Right. You can't get a tee time right now until September.
0: Wow. If you
1: and I wanted to go up there in two weeks and play six it, we could- Six months. Six months out for a tee time. Wow. It, it stays booked up. Yeah. Even at that price because it is so spectacular. Yeah. And then, you know, they built the 19th hole. Yeah. So, it's actually a 19-hole golf course. Now, the 19th hole, we will not play it as part of our competition. Right. But- I can promise you there will be some beer drinking and some gambling going on <laughs> on that hole. It's a 170-yard par 3 to an island green at the base of the of the rock quarry. Right. So you're you're hitting to a green in the middle of a lake and right above it is a solid wall of a 150-foot rock quarry. Right. And so it's an absolutely if you haven't seen it go Google the the 19th hole at Payne's Valley yeah. and take a look at that. And yeah. so there'll be a lot of guys hanging out there for a while yeah. that weekend, but uh from a national standpoint, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, I love going to Nashville every year to play Greystone. I'm going there in May. They're doing their two-day event at Greystone. It's a fantastic – it's down in a big old rock quarry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, but on our local schedule, it, obviously TPC Southwind is is the number one answer yeah. there. But I, I'm I'm really looking forward to playing um, Cypress View at the end of March. I've never mm-hmm. played there. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that course. I'm really looking forward to the ridges at, at Village Creek. I've never been there, but I uh, everything I've ever heard about the, you know that facility is that it's top notch. Yeah. But then I'm looking forward to Windyke playing the East course at Windyke, yeah. which hosted the Monday qualifier, like we said earlier for the St. Jude. So, you know, there's there's some hidden gems on the APT. Um. I know our, our friends in in, in uh, Kentucky and southern Indiana have NCR, which is a thirty-six-hole one day event they're doing in Monday on a Monday here in a couple. It's really? actually, I think it's the Monday after our tunica today. Okay. Um, it's a 36-hole one day event and it's a very exclusive private 18 or 36-hole course. Yeah. And uh, they get it once a year on a Monday. And so I'm still trying to decide if I want to drive to <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky after we play tunica for two days. Yeah. Um, but that's one I've been told I I can't miss. Yeah. But there's so many. It is so when many. Got, when you've got 40 to 45 chapters across the United States and southern Canada, you know, you open yourself to golf courses you would never right. even dream of playing. Right. And see them pop up. And, you know, I, I tell people all the time: go to amateurplayerstour.com, go to schedules, click either U.S. or Canada, whichever one you want. I you know, I always do the U.S. ones. And then there's a drop-down that lists every one of our United States chapters. And just pick one that you want to go to and look at their schedule. Go Google the courses, and you're going to see some golf courses that will blow your mind Absolutely. That, that you may not have ever heard of. Absolutely. Um, but then you'll also see a lot of famous PGA. I mean, the Amateur Players Tour played Whistling Straits last year, a month Whistling before State. the Ryder Cup. Yep. Um, we're playing San Antonio again this year, right yep. before the Valero um, Bandon Dunes. We're was going on there. to Bandon Dunes yeah. for the four ball in November. Yeah. We're going to Chambers Bay. Chambers Bay weekend. Yeah. Like Chambers Bay held, you know, the Ryder Cup a few years ago. Yeah. So there, there are some big time events like we talked about earlier. Our North American Championship last year was held on the Pinehurst Resort. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of great golf. Yeah. On, on this tour, and you know, if you, especially the guys that like to travel a lot and go see new places. There's always somewhere you to go absolutely. and play golf on this tour.
0: Absolutely. So, man, I, I really appreciate you coming, man, and getting the chance to know you, man. And I'm absolutely excited. I know that's the hashtag that's, the hashtag. that's the hashtag, but and, you know and, I am, man. I, love I am it. too,
1: and, and that's why I'm. I'm so glad to have you, Arthur. Uh, you know, with your podcast, with burning the edge here, and being able to come on and talk about our brand, yeah, and, and, and promote what we do, and then you know to have you helping me run our events. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna have a, an outstanding year, and and again, like the hashtag said, I'm absolutely, excited. <laughs> absolutely, and and, and I, I I can tell you know the way I'm grinning talking about it. You know, it, it's something that uh, that this is. I think this is. Going to go down as a great year. Yeah. And we're just going to try to build on it every day yeah.
0: from year. on Yeah. Like thank you for listening to the Burn the Edge podcast. Today we had Mr. Russell Cook, the Amateur Players Tour, tour director and for the Memphis Mid South the Chapter. Finalists thank you again for listening uh, as he told you before you know you can go to amateurplayerstour.com and you can find out the information about the tour look at the schedule and look at all the courses that we are going to all over the country that you have an opportunity to play if you are a member it's a vast number of courses that are among the top 100 in the country courses that you normally would not be able to play unless you were a member or newer member please like follow and subscribe to the podcast uh, now we're a- available on youtube with video um, go to the social media and check us out on instagram and, and facebook you can follow us there you can also visit us at our website burningtheedge.net you can listen to episodes there